0: Here we are. <laughs> much, better. much better. much better. Power. All right. <laughs> Technical <laughs> difficulties on my end. We can cut this out. Though, right? Typical. Um, both ends.
1: Yeah. Well, welcome everybody to the JMU Sports Blog Podcast. I'm by my everybody, Rob. Um, welcome home, Rob. Glad to have you back. Thank you.
0: Thank you. It's good to be stateside again.
1: <laughs> yes. So we'll talk next week about a little format and some ad ideas I have for the summer um, Make a big football season, right? We still there?
0: Yeah, I'm here. Oh, my gosh. This is the worst app. We're, we're switching apps. <laughs>
1: yes, we are. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to try to get yeah, we this. Here
0: we go. Sorry. We'll move it
1: on. Yeah. yeah. Cutting in out, but... No worries. So, everybody, um, rate and review us. You can <laughs> – Well, no, Maybe, maybe, not, not, review maybe review not this week. <laughs> uh, no, but a big personal thanks from me – to both of our actual sponsors, Mossy Creek and Pale Fire this week. Uh, you can get a free pint glass at the tap room at Pale Fire as you're ready to sit out on the porch there anytime by mentioning the podcast. You can get a free sticker at Mossy Creek if you want to go learn how to fly fish or take a trip with those guys or buy some cool stuff there at the store in Harrisonburg uh, by mentioning the podcast. Uh, Rob, I got to spend a good bit of the Rocktown Beer Fest sponsored by Pale Fire with Colby Trow from Mossy Creek. And it's a really fun weekend, so... Yeah,
0: it sounded it was, like it. I
1: wish I could have made it down. there. Yeah. Um, didn't exist when we were there. And I can tell you, we didn't have anything this cool. I was very, I was, I felt very old at this thing. Um, this was like a big JMU, which was maybe not the most fun thing for the old guy. Certainly much cooler than anything that we had when we were at school. Yeah, I mean, so, there's nothing like that. I mean, just
0: the general like beer culture in
1: America is different, but
0: the idea of a beer festival yeah. was, was foreign when we were in school.
1: And music and yeah, it was just really fun. They had like 30 breweries from around the country. It's pretty cool. Um, I felt like the crowd was probably more than 50%, either students or recent students. So, you know, it was a little much, uh, but thanks to Colby, got to hang out in the sort of adult set,
0: <laughs> the VIP <F.P>. better <laughs>
1: term. Yes, quite a bit uh, during the day and really, really good time down there. Um, it's great to see Ben, our buddy Ben, and Antoinette and Chris Ward all down there. So looking forward to catching up with all those folks uh, this and this fall when tailgating resumes in full force. Uh, it's not going to be that long, really. Three more months. No, it's
0: just, just around yeah. the corner. I mean,
1: yeah, it feels like, it. yeah. So, We're going to run through a couple quick things tonight um, around the program, and then we're going to do that overtime. just kind of getting back in the saddle this week, and we'll, I don't know, we'll see if the train goes tonight. It might be the last train horn for quite a while on the podcast, so we'll see what happens. Um, Rob, the first thing I want to mention with you, I, I don't know if you have a place to start, but last night, JMU Athletics does a, they do like a yearly awards banquet now, kind of turned it into a big deal, you know, like an SB style thing. The the JMAs. And I thought it was cool that our softball won the Community Service Award. Um, Really cool that the Comeback Player of the Year across all sports went to Cardin Johnson. I think hard to argue with that, right? Um, Best Male Athlete went to Jimmy Moreland. Of course. No, right. Of course it did. No argument there. And I, I guess before we even get to the rest of the JMAs, we should talk about, Rob, how exciting is it that Jimmy, you know, I'm going to be tuning in a little bit to the NFL draft on Friday night and Saturday morning, I think. Yeah, year.
0: I mean, I, I say I'm going to ignore it every year and then I get sucked in. I'm like, oh, I'm above that. There's people are mm-hmm. too crazy about the NFL. Um, but then I do find myself tuning in and watching. Uh, it snuck up on me. I didn't realize it was this week, but I'm really mm-hmm. excited to see where Jimmy goes. Um, I mean, he, he yeah. could, I mean, what, second? They're thinking maybe tell him second, second, but most likely he'll be third-day pick. Like, middle rounds were knock on wood. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's nothing certain, but it's looking like being drafted is certainly the more realistic opportunity at this point. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's locked in, Um, but it's cool. You know, normally looking at, oh, you know, can a guy get an undrafted free agent? Can he land in the right spot? Maybe make a team. It's very Mm -hmm. different when you're looking at, you know, could Jimmy be one of those picks who's projected and hasn't earned a roster spot before he showed up? That doesn't really happen in today's NFL. I mean, you even see second and third round picks getting cut occasionally. Right. Um, but he could be well positioned headed into like the rookie camps and and camps to really um, be a guy that that could be counted on to be an impact player in the next couple of years. Yes, So it's really, really exciting.
1: It is. There's a really cool article, Greg Medea on the rival site. I think he came out today. It might've been yesterday. Um, talking with Mike Houston, Kariko Wright, Trip Weaver, a bunch of former JMU coaches who worked with Jimmy, um, About his growth at JMU. I thought it was a really fun article to read. Everybody should check that out. Um, Yeah, this Jimmy would be the first drafted Duke since Earl Watford in 2013. So it's been six years since a player's been drafted. Obviously, there's four or five guys in the league right now um, playing on teams the last few years. But yeah, this is really exciting, and you know, I certainly, from a... Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, we're just fans I'm at some... I'm super, right. super excited. I mean, clearly, because it's Jimmy,
0: it's even better, since you and I are this, yes. kind of the unofficial the yeah, yeah. founders of, of the guy's fan club, I would say. Um, <laughs> right. But really, right. I've loved watching him play, was really bummed out about watching for what I thought was the last time, and now it's like, oh, it's mm-hmm. just it, it was kind of just turning the page and potentially the start of maybe something even better. Yeah. You know?
1: mm mm-hmm. Yeah, well, three more awards from the thing last night, Rob, that I wanted to talk about. Maybe there was an upset. Elite <laughs> of the year. Um, went to Christine Gaudian, which it's really hard to argue with. Uh, tough competition there. She won it over from soft women's soccer. Uh, I-, I had thought it was interesting that there were no football players in that category. I'm not rooting for the football players necessarily, but case to be made for guys like John Daka or Kendall Dean there. It's hard to argue with Gaudian given the team's old. Days. But that was kind of an interesting one to me that those guys were not finalists at least. Um, yeah. The, uh, I that, mean, I think you yeah. want a
0: championship. It kind of elevates you. It's the whole, like, can you have an MVP from a losing team? Um, such yeah. situations. I, I personally believe you can, but if you have the success, yep. certainly across women's sports, the you have, you've got a number of champions to choose from. Um, yes. but then to have you know the, the national champion to choose from the arguably the best player in the tournament yeah. um, from JMU it's whatever worthy choice but there would have been you could yeah. have been an argument for yeah. any one of a number of, of, of women
1: well I thought it was interesting because Haley Warden won the highlight reel of the year for her draw controls in the tournament last year but she also won the best female athlete at JMU uh, so Gaudian and getting recognition Warden won the best female athlete over Bonnie Zhang from swimming, um, CeCe Alexander from softball, and Michaela White. Um, so, I mean, that's some tough competition right there, for sure. Uh, I guess I, I was just thinking, I was like, were they looking for a place to give Warden, and then she won the female athlete too? I don't know how the voting goes, but I thought that was kind of cool. Really hard to argue with anybody from that lacrosse program last year. And then the fret female rookie year got split between Molly Dart and Peyton Baresh from softball and Dardy, obviously, from lacrosse. So they're hard to argue with those choices. And, you know, I, I that's a cool event. I thought it was fun. I mean, I think most schools do this. I think it probably matters most to the athletes themselves and their families. But that was kind of a cool thing to watch yesterday. Yeah, I think
0: it's cool how they do, like, the purple carpet and just seeing you know, where get mm-hmm. dressed up and, and kind of to celebrate their success. I know the teams have traditionally done banquets and get-togethers, but I think it's really cool from an athletic standpoint, um, kind mm-hmm. of the culture of the athletes because it is different it, they all have a pretty pretty difficult road <laughs> compared to a lot of students, certainly rewarding i don't think I don't think anyone of them yes. discipline they probably all love it it's but it's a lot harder than we as fans probably give it credit for, so I think it's cool for mm-hmm. them, even like you know volleyball players and football players, and you you think of them as very different, yeah they have a lot more in common than the average student, just that dedication and mm-hmm. having. All of those responsibilities off the field, in addition to the academics, um, particularly when you see a lot of these people showing up on the dean's list and, and the all-academic awards. Oh yeah, I just think it's really cool yeah. from a culture of getting all of the athletes together, and it's it's really neat. I think when it, you, it follows through, and you see the athletes from different programs, you know, where they're clearly friends and have respect for each other, and joke around on Twitter, and um, even with the alum. Right. I. I always, oh yeah. You know, the so women's much. basketball players are always. Chime with a lot of football players from years past. Like, that's such a cool mm-hmm. bond. Even if it, that's got to be such a neat experience oh, yeah. so to get together and celebrate. Um, and to really stand out and do something a little different from the student body. It, it's neat. It's well-deserved, and it's neat.
1: Yeah, and it'll be fun for us next year to think about these in advance. Maybe we can make some predictions ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we should. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. The, I think, Rob, the next thing we wanted to talk about is, J.M., you won a title this week. And we may have a um, two titles two, this weekend two titles this yeah. week yeah they, they, yeah sure. Um, I, I'm talking I'm, I'm forgetting the women's lacrosse title regular season CAA title in lacrosse that I, I think they were the heavy favorite in that, so I don't mean to uh, put that aside, but they also won the first title in program's history in women's tennis this week and Rob, I think you talked to the coach. First year coach, um, last year, and I, I know you had a good time talking with her. She was a great guest. Uh, we may even have a tennis centric podcast come this, point this spring, but that program is there. I mean, can you give us some context on what that means for that program? Well,
0: I'm I by no means an expert, I don't mean to say the name, no. but I, I, I did play tennis growing up, not at a level anywhere near these people, but like <laughs> I was an avid what we would call recreational player, so and like a lot right. of people growing up in the 80s, tennis was a big deal. There were American stars, both men and women. It was – maybe it was just my neighborhood, but I felt like the majors were more appointment television. It was more of kind of the – still the culture of, of tennis being more of a mainstream thing rather than just a couple, you know, top-heavy players um, in mm-hmm. tennis game who were outstanding. I mean, take Serena, yeah. we're witnessing all-time greats, but it's it's a very small number. It's different when you have mm-hmm. Michael Chang and Boris Becker and Stefan, you know, Ivan Lendl yeah. and everybody. So I was a tennis person growing up. I'm not mm-hmm. going to claim that I'm any sort of expert on college tennis. But after talking to Coach Shelley in the fall, like, I did a little bit of prep for that. And I really enjoyed our conversation. I, I thought yeah. she was so excited to be at JMU, um, coming from a school like Alabama where she played and coached and saw potential here. And really, you know, was didn't know what to expect. Was still literally getting to know her players when we were talking to her. Yes. And she was breaking down how it all worked with the tournaments in the fall and she was using those tournaments to figure out who was going to play <laughs> what, you know, who's going to be doubling. Right. Um, but kind of was was like the sky is the limit. I don't know if she would have even said that the goal was to be a championship, where that was even even realistic. For people that don't follow CAA women's tennis or women's tennis in college in general, um, mm-hmm. William and Mary is a, is a dynasty. Uh, I think there's dynasty. absolute dynasty, I mean, and not. Not like, oh, they've been good a couple of years. I think they've won three or four straight championships. Um, they've had a number of streaks like that over the years. I believe the CAA women's tennis is in like its thirty mid 30s. Let's say yeah. it's like 36 years. Uh, don't quote me on this, but I want to say William Mary has won like 24, 25 of those championships. I mean, yeah, I
1: think so. They're
0: winning like two out of every three years. I mean, they're they yeah. absolute like, just lock them in most years, similar like how you would. Bama's going to win the SEC West. I mean, it's just like right. that's going to happen. Um, so for Coach Shelley to come in and these players come in and buy into what she's doing, and to kind of slay the dragon in the first year, is mm-hmm. huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, a- absolutely huge. And just anytime you win a championship in the CAA, it's a big deal. And just like you were saying, it's almost like there's some programs where you you come to expect regular season titles and they're victims of mm-hmm. their own success. Women's Mm -hmm. lacrosse is one. Women's basketball is another. But Mm -hmm. it's still a really big deal and something we should celebrate. For lacrosse, it's like ho hum. Oh, it's not the national championship. Well, (laughs) these (laughs) seniors, isn't that their fourth straight? I I believe these seniors won the regular season all four years. That's amazing. Yeah, Yeah, I mean that's absolutely amazing. So, so for lacrosse, we're just like, oh yeah, they won a championship. No, no, that's great. Um, And it's a little bit like. People like, oh, it's just tennis. Well, no. I mean, these young these, these, right. these women, these athletes have dedicated their whole lives to this. This is a huge achievement that I'm really excited. Like, I haven't run into anybody, and certainly we run in a very niche circle of Jamie diehards. <laughs> right, right. It's really cool to see people so excited for, for what these these people accomplished and what these athletes accomplish. So I'm, I'm not going to claim to be an expert. I'm not going to sit here and break down the match or say, oh, you know, we, we won it with the doubles matchup. But I was following along, and, man, Mm -hmm. I I was like – I had a huge smile on my face. Um, Yeah. You know, I was following from vacation on Twitter, but that is such a cool accomplishment. I'm I'm so excited for Shelly, all the players, all the alums, all the, you know, Mm -hmm. Jamie Tennis fans out there. It's just really, really cool.
1: Oh, yeah. I I think I saw that – it's the 46th year of the program. They've never won a conference title in any – whatever conference they've been in in that time. And as you said, I mean, to beat William & Mary, a team that they – they lost the last match of the regular season 4-3 to William & Mary yeah. uh, at home. And, you know, they obviously were competitive in it, um, but to come back and beat them 4-2 in the final is is huge for them and didn't really struggle along the way. They that's Towson and Charleston pretty easily. Uh, Charleston, another program that has kind of come, you know, new program in the CAA, but some tennis tradition there as well. And they just kind of tore them apart and then to, to pull it off uh, to win the t- it's really big for the program for sure. And just another notch. And I, I think we were talking to a couple people today. I mean, tennis was a program that was one of those programs that was kind of on the block on the title nine reorg of JMU's athletics program and tennis kind of got saved. And I, I don't know the first thing about it. Maybe we'll talk to, we, we may have somebody who can fill us in a little more on that. But it's really cool for them. And, and I know, you know, over the years, tennis has also helped JMU sort of uh, bring in a lot of students to JMU that are interesting for the university. Um, you know, international students, students from all over the country that start spreading the brand a little bit. So just big congrats to the, to the program. So happy for Coach Shelley. Rob, I know, I mean, the first question you asked her, I remember, was about how do you beat William & Mary? Yeah. <laughs> you know, right? like this is just a monster. And for her to do it in year one is pretty special stuff. So I think that's, you know, we're going to kind of um, reset next week. We'll be really getting down the stretch with softball and baseball. We'll talk a little bit about the postseason chances for both of those programs. And, of course, lacrosse, whatever happens, moving well. But I think that's about all we're going to cover tonight in terms of sports. Rob, you want to introduce the overtime again? Yeah, this was just another
0: suggestion that somebody said. Um, I forget the exact word, and we throw it out on Twitter every week mm-hmm. and kind of always get fantastic suggestions. It's really cool. So thank you to everybody that all sends them in. Um, we said they discussed things that weren't at JMU when we were there. and and or one. I think you said one thing, and mm-hmm. my response was only one. Um, there's a whole lot that has changed.
1: I have a list. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got a
0: giant list. I was trying to say, like, You can go first, but I I was trying to narrow like one thing that didn't exist that I'm glad didn't didn't exist, and maybe one or two things that I I think we kind of got the short end of the stick
1: on. Glad that social media and cell phones didn't really exist, right? Yeah, no, (laughs) yeah. I mean, that's easy. Um, And I think I said before. I mean, almost anything cool downtown or in Harrisonburg didn't exist. I mean, you had your kind of college town hippie stuff. I mean. Little Grill was there, Kleins was there, Artful Dodger was there, but there wasn't much else.
0: Luigi's, you know? I forget Luigi's. Yeah.
1: Oh, right, of course there are places that we like love as kids, or that we we would love now, but there wasn't. I don't know. There wasn't a lot of like nice, cool things going on, and there's just so many more options now uh, around town that that's pretty pretty neat to see how much Harrisonburg has grown along with JMU. That was kind of my big picture takeaway. No, I, um, I'm my, with
0: you. I mean, it was kind of, yeah. uh, it was always a very pleasant place to go to school and sure, certainly presented some, some very positive aspects in terms of like for locals, mm-hmm. but I don't think it was the draw that it is now where there's a lot of people we've got a lot of friends who, who've mm-hmm. settled in the Valley and um, yep. people would kind of, when we were in school, people kind of questioned, like, what would you do that? What would you possibly do for a living? And so on and so forth. But now that's, it's almost like you've got a lot of the same suburban type things that you have everywhere Yeah, that, that make it very easy to live there. But then you've got, you know, the wonderful Valley and everything that it brings with it. So um, yeah. Well, it was and funny. There's... We were
1: just, we were looking for a place to watch the Caps game Saturday night after the festival. Mm-hmm. And it was like, Oh, well, we can go to like seven different places downtown, <laughs> you know, Yeah. And there was none of that. Right. <laughs> I mean, and I'm probably short places there, but you know, that 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 certainly wasn't. I mean, it was just Spankies and Gus's, and that's about it. Yeah. And yeah. Now there's a lot of a lot of the same stuff in our, wherever wherever we're, we all grew up. So yeah. The other thing for me, Rob, was just East Campus in general.
0: Oh yeah. Forget. Yeah. It. I mean, people talk about yeah. what is it? E Hall or, or, or like? Yes. Or, yes. Or there's some <laughs> right. there's some sort of pseudo library controversy about which library i'm like which library there was only one library. You know, I, I don't yeah i don't i don't get it that. i mean I, you were there for the festival and i know i used to hear about it from you and my sisters you know it was yep. i guess the year after i graduated mm-hmm. but it was pretty much like you had d hall you had dukes which i guess is now gone yep. you had greens like dining was fantastic you will never hear me complain about about the number of wonderful delicious <laughs> options Right. Um, But the whole East Campus is a mystery to me. Like, it's still kind of just D-Lot. And then that statue I walked by on my way to the stadium. That whole thing is just... I think I had a class that was, like, in a trailer or something up there. And then there was the condo. So That that whole campus
1: is just bizarre. And as basketball gets ready to open the new arena, I mean, it's going to be even more over there. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Did you have one, Rob?
0: Well, I, I mean, we could go down the road of just... All the oh, yeah. computer, you know, Google and the general ubiquity oh. of the internet and online. We, we've been down that road before. Everybody knows. Yeah, we're old. That's something exists. Blah, blah blah blah. Um, for me, that the obvious one in addition mm-hmm. to the town in Elkhart mm-hmm. is Bridgeforth.
1: Yeah, that um, I mean, that like was, a,
0: the, a, Br- Br- Bridgeforth was a. I always tell this story. I probably told on the podcast yeah. before, but when I started working at, at my company, I was in orientation with a guy from Texas, and he went to mm-hmm. UT. And he was talking about college football. He's like, are "You a big college football fan?" And I just recently moved back to Atlanta, and I was like, "I'm actually just getting into it. I'm being absorbed in it." It wasn't a big deal where I came from, um, and in my school, I was like, it, "It wasn't that big of a deal." And he's like, "Well, what are you talking about?" I was like, "Well, you know, we had like a thirteen, fourteen thousand person seat stadium. It was like a really big high school stadium." And right. he looks at me and he goes, Rob, I'm from Texas. That's a small high school stadium. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well played. But um, just, okay. so like to see it now be like, you know, the half clamshell that it is or open laptop or whatever you want to talk about. Yeah. Like, it's a great stadium, but more than the stadium, the general football culture. Um, oh yeah. Never dreamed. Never. never dreamed that we could go back and, have so make so many new friends and we've talked about this forever and we'll get over people I mean we're we're excited about this but it's really neat as alums the friends we've made and I can only imagine how much fun if you buy in as an undergrad to really take advantage of this and go to the tailgates and and have fun with your friends and your classmates and to be able to welcome back friends on like a week by week basis or to see people every fall where Mm -hmm. we pretty much counted on greek week and homecoming to see our friends who graduated and that was it maybe the occasional other time you know people would come down there but it's just such a fun i really buy into the front porch theory of athletics yep Um, Mm -hmm. and what jmu has done and been able to do and how they have built this this football culture in a way that people argue and disagree with me, but I think is an appropriate level for the school at this time. It's not to say no. I don't want to go FBS, but like I like kind of the gradual build and I like where it is now in that sweet spot in between you've got your Virginia techs of the state and you've got mm-hmm. your, you know, very small and kind of stuff we turn our nose up at Richmond and everything. I think Virginia <laughs> is a really nice sweet spot for what it is. And I, I really, I would love to see Jamie playing on new year's day and so on and so forth, but I'm not going to worry about that now. I love where it is. I love going back there on Saturdays. I love seeing the students. I love seeing the parents now of students who are regular season ticket holders, alums, the fact that Todd, you and I can go back and we usually try to meet up for games, but if one of us can't make it, we're both totally comfortable. Just going solo knowing we're going to run into friends and we'll figure out when we get there. And just like, it's such a fun, welcoming experience. Like it's, never could have imagined this never could no. imagine it and I, I love it to me like no. that is the the biggest thing we missed out by about.
1: far by um, far
0: by far i mean it's just it's amazing i mean we couldn't even back.
1: imagine it in 04 and you and four run together for the most part yeah and even even that was just like this <laughs> you know, it just felt like a once-in-a-lifetime thing, right? Yeah, We, we didn't, ex- I mean, I don't think that, that I certainly didn't have, I mean, I thought I'm not going to miss this because I don't know when it's going to come again, but I also didn't have any sense that this is what it would become. And I think you're right that if you're an undergrad now and you buy in, the idea, like your friends from Texas or LSU or Virginia Tech or wherever they are, the idea that like, there's a very good possibility that for the next 20 years after you graduate, you'll have the option on any given Saturday in the fall to sort of go back and have this great time with a bunch of friends. Yeah. You know, and that was, like you said, I mean, that was kind of a homecoming, maybe homecoming, right. I mean, it was a, it was a very specific thing or you had to kind of organize something with a group that you were associated with in order to make that happen Mm -hmm. for us. Even when we first got out of school, you know, you think about the first decade of us being out of school and where they've come since, really you know i mean oh four definitely started it but I, I think even in the last 10 years um what and and it's because of bridgeforth in a lot of yeah. ways yeah i mean just, yeah i think that's people, for a while
0: people just want to go back to see that like people want to go back to like i remember in 04, like we went back i think for the delaware game a bunch of us like mm-hmm. me and, and jess and my sister and rake and tell you a bunch of people for the for the delaware game where cortez thompson returned it we're like wow this is amazing mm-hmm. and like we were just fascinated. There was tailgating to be had, and the APC, mm-hmm. and then the streamers, and then you started yeah. going. Remember, we went to watch parties, and the first watch yep. party was set up by us at Summers, where we brought the coordinates for the satellite. <laughs> yes, satellite. Yeah. You know? And then the second one was like at roadside grill or something like that. I, I and think started it to like biff. the Furman, yep. the Furman yeah, was... game, where it was like huge, and then there Crazy. was parties all over for William Mary, and then there was a huge party. At least in Northern Virginia, Crystal City Sports Club with hundreds of people for the right. championship game. And it kind of went from there. And then you, you transition from that to, you know, Frisco, the first time we went down there. Right. We're, we're rushing the field. And I think you were with me, like, we were right on the field and boom, we bump into somebody. It's Kristen Doney. You know, my, right, my right, friend. Right. Like, you literally are running into people from my dorm, freshman. You're like, oh, what are you doing? And it was like, it was like, oh, yep. it's it's exciting. And, and but it wasn't like surprising it's like of course I'm gonna run into friends from 20 years ago right, <laughs> right why exactly. would I be here you know and then, right. and then you keep walking around the parking lot and we run into you know Trisha or like just yeah, right everybody. Up, everybody just like and it's like well, yeah who else is here and people just run all the names like oh have you seen so-and- so I'm like no I haven't caught up with them and that, that general culture it's been such an anchor and I think it's been so good Jamie has always been known as a school where people love it and they're excited yes and I think football is now that that anchor and that source of school pride and yeah. more so that you know jamie has always been great it's, it consistently ranks as like what sure. is it, the most recommended school according to the wall street Journal. Yes. Mm-hmm. so it's it's always had that thing where people loved it you run into people on in the street and they want to talk about it but the fact that we all can go back and participate in this fun community spirit family spirit party spirit whatever you want i mean it's just it's such mm-hmm. a neat thing and i'm so glad that it's there now even if in some sense, I'm a little bit sad that we messed we warrior students.
1: Yeah, so we could go down a whole list. I was thinking, like, the student success center was was the hospital at the time. Um, now there's a big, giant new hospital out of out of town, a little yeah. ways. Uh, certainly, I mean, athletic standpoint, Centerra Park, Veterans Park was uh, where baseball and softball play was Harrisonburg High School at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all the, I mean, I can't even talk about the dorm renovations and additions and buildings. I mean, great street apartments that I've seen through Mac and stuff. (laughs) Um, So, but Rob, did you have one thing that you're glad wasn't there?
0: Well, I think we said this before and and people will kind of laugh at us, but everybody, let's say over 40 will instantly agree with us. I'm so glad social media didn't exist. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I just, we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. For the ten people that actually listen to this podcast, they can tune out. But um, <laughs> sure.
1: I'm just so we did happy. well last week. Actually, yeah, just, two weeks ago. Oh,
0: good, it's good. But like, mm-hmm. I, I don't need that. I love it now for staying connected. But like, the idea of managing that while being a student, mm-hmm. it just it would be too much for me. And I also think it, I, it would have cost me a lot of fun nights where it would have been too easy to meet up with you and Gasper. You know, get yeah. separated. I like just kind of you're out and you make the best of it. Um, I mm-hmm. also like kind of the lack of evidence of my less proud <laughs> moments. <laughs> no,
1: doubt. Really no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. it, it was bad enough when people would go, you know, get the film developed at Walmart and bring it back and then be like, you can see yourself in the background of some part of the picture. That was awful. But like.
1: Big Kelly's running around trying to collect it. Yeah. It just, right, right.
0: I, I don't need that. It's just, it's another, it's, it's another way for me to make a fool of myself. I've had yeah, enough yeah. of that yeah. without
1: it. No, I thought it was funny this year. There was a thing I, I somewhere I saw an article for, and I was thinking about it in terms of Jimmy. And, you know, I don't have any recollections of any particular Jimmy moments. I mean, he, you know, his struggles have been out there in the public the whole time he's been at JMU. But they were talking about the new thing for draftees is, you know, they get an agent and they have to go back and scrub all their social media. Oh, I
0: saw that. Yeah.
1: You know, yeah, they got, back like, to when they you're like back 12 and... years old and stuff. Yeah, I mean... It's a nightmare. Well, there's so many. It
0: happened with what Josh Allen and then, um, that guy from Bill Villanova, DiVincenzo. I mean, like, oh, yeah, yeah. People say dumb things. I- I'm not excusing it. Like, mm-hmm. it- those were Mm-mm. terrible things that, yep. that they did. And I'm not gonna sit here and say, like, oh, whatever, snowflakes. Like, they said stupid stuff. Um, yes, you don't. It's tough to know the con. I believe one guy's like, oh, no, I think I was quoting a lyric. I have no idea whether or not that's true. But I think of right. all the stupid things that I said when I was 16 or 17. And this is actually, yeah. this will be a bit of a downer. But I was going to say one thing that I'm very glad um, existed when we were there and does not exist now. I'm happy it doesn't exist now. Mm-hmm. I think this, We'll get snowflake comments and everything. But like, right? kind of the general ubiquity or acceptance of blatant homophobia. Yeah, when, yeah. When I we're think for school, sure. I, was,
1: I almost was going to say that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I, I think just I any mean, kind of like um, just people yeah, use beyond that. I mean, I think just like, like the any epitaph- kind of, yeah, the
0: epitaphs and like certain words were said. And I was talking about this with, with some guys actually during the Stanley Cup playoffs last year. Got together with Barney and guys and people. We were saying like, right, we used to be around, and not necessarily any one of us. I'm not going to attribute this, but people used to say downright horrible stuff, and yeah. we'd be like, well, they don't mean it like that. And like it just there were words that we used to say, and people mm-hmm. would say. And it was just kind of it, people were like de- yeah. desensitized to the point where like it was just considered like lame or dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not cool. I mean, like, it was just awful. And you think back of like, there were people now who we were around I mean, we had fraternity brothers who were gay and everything to think about what they used to put up with the general nonsense right. and the way people talked. Mm-hmm. It's cringeworthy.
1: It's, it's really, I don't know, it, it's, it's just, it's just it's, awful. It's definitely difficult to look back at that stuff. And. You know, it it, it becomes. You know, today we're getting to a point where we're, you know, we can get to a slippery slope of, you know, are we subdividing too much, and is you know, student affairs at any given campus doing, you know, dividing itself in a hundred different ways, in a way that maybe can be overkill, but the sensitivity that I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, it it wasn't even just deal with. I don't know what to say, with the broad category of civil rights work, but any kind of differentiation among groups, there was so much There's more just except. a lack of empathy. Yeah, just casual. It was a cas- the, casual the casualness I of think, like everything. The, like- right, of just like you could say this thing or you could make this joke and it was totally okay, right? And whatever population at the school you're talking about, not to say it was okay, or, but there was this – yeah, I mean, I think the students today are much more plugged into looking out for each other.
0: Yeah, in and, and in a, and a good way. If people were like, "Oh, yeah," know, th- this has nothing to do with politics or anything else. No, it's just people are generally more empathetic and more aware that, like, hey, things right. matter, and it's not this nonsense you hear about, like, people people get upset about like certain things that quote unquote trigger people, and you know, this isn't that. This isn't no this isn't we're not talking about like curbing discussions in classrooms and real debate no. being open in the other days. there was just a general like callousness with the way people spoke that really i think back like there were probably people sitting around rooms who were really uncomfortable and hurt what was said and like the other thing i'll kind of take this forward and yeah i mean i think it's like not just one thing
1: you brought up the homophobia issue but the i mean i think the sexist or misogynist issue the oh, awesome. race issue like awesome. all of that was like still know. absolutely and we're in the mid-90s you know i mean I, I don't know i mean we've all had to think about it a little bit with everything in, in the commonwealth the last year you know going on politically mm-hmm. yeah, all of that was just so much more divided and thrown around and almost ex- i don't want to say accepted but it was yeah. In a way that it's it is really cringeworthy. Yeah, I guess the, looking back. Yeah, the thing that I was just twenty say, years later.
0: That, and this is kind of related, but man, this is taking a real kind of downer turn. But no, but no, no. Of, one it's thing important. that didn't exi- didn't exist when we were in school mm-hmm. that I really regret um, mm-hmm. is is a general understanding of mental health. And I yeah, think that's I, true too. I, and w- this, Dorfman was in town a couple weeks ago. It was, sorry yep. for like dropping names of people. But, but one of Great. our good friends. Todd and I have a good friend. Yep. Um, so we got yep. together a bunch of us. Me, him, Reza, Gaster, Yari. We got together, went out for a drink after the Caps game. Mm-hmm. And we were chatting about this. And um, I feel really bad now. I mean, I can think of one person in particular. Who lived across the hall from us. Todd, yep. I'm sure you know Helpful. who I'm talking about. Yep. Very bright guy. Talented guy. Was actually on the JMU sports team. Um, clearly, looking back now, was suffering from some serious depression where he'd wake up every day wouldn't go to class and this was like a dean's list student who just stopped going to class all of a sudden would get a case of keystone light drink beer he'd occasionally come out of his room to play basketball but that was it and we all treated him like come on man what's you're such a loser why don't you get it together like the guy clearly was suffering like and we were talking about this this night and ironically you know dorfrez and wise are all doctors and everything yeah like a couple of the wives are like oh you know you guys didn't know i'm like no we don't deserve a pass like i, I get that i'm not, I'm yeah. not saying like yep. i feel like guilty about it or we didn't yeah, think no, wrong but like but i'm saying like right? yep. but like it stinks that students today are so much more equipped to understand those things and not stigmatize it or i'm not saying it's any easier and it's still a problem but like just to recognize it or we just were too dumb to know like it was still kind of that misogynistic or like tough guy mm-hmm. culture of like dudes don't get sad you know nothing's right Right. like sucking up what's wrong with you and this poor guy like th- th- we literally the guy went from dean's list to 0.0, 0 and we're yeah, like yeah oh i mean somebody's gosh, got get to, it together yeah all we had yeah. to do was just like hey man like w- i just i feel bad and he's fine now like i know he's doing very well yeah, yeah. white family great career but it just it makes me very sad that we had absolutely oh. no understanding of None. there's a difference between having a bad day or somebody not being motivated and somebody not being able to physically do like there's a chemical imbalance. They can't deal with things.
1: I, I, and look, we're not, yeah, you know, we're not sensitive to know what that is, but the idea that we didn't even ask the question, right? Yeah. I mean, you went, like you were saying, I mean, it, and he's not the only one, no, I mean, multiple people, people that went from like totally doing fine and being well adjusted at JMU to, just never going to class ever again
0: and we just we kind of wrote them all right and man. we were just like oh they, they're lazy or
1: they they just want to party all the time or they don't want to do anything it, instead of at least asking like hey should we ask if everything's okay like yeah something going like, on on you one hand
0: at least we recognize the symptoms we're like man that, that yeah. guy seems or that guy or that girl seems to be drinking a lot or acting out we're like man they got to get it together rather than being like hmm i wonder if there's something else that's causing this should we talk right. to somebody should and there was there was starting to be recognition when we were in, in school of like the eating disorder issue which yep. was a, yep. i don't know i assume it's still a big problem it was a huge problem when we were in school yeah it
1: was but people mm-hmm. were
0: starting to realize it and i know like my sister got speakers to come in to talk to her sorority mm-hmm. because unfortunately they lost somebody lost their life over it like right that was the one kind of issue that people understood like wow we need some, maybe a, more adults help with this issue. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of other ones that we just ignored. And I, I feel bad. I, I wish that there was that understanding We still have ways to go, but I'm so impressed by the college kids today who face these things forward. And, and I'm really impressed by like Tim Miller and the guys that like bring speakers yeah. together and have these programs and address mm-hmm. this stuff and educate it. Like, it's just, it's so cool how that exists on today's campuses recognizing no still ways to go, but man, that, that, that was sorely lacking when we were students.
1: Well, we didn't mean to bring anyone down, but I think that was a, that was actually a cool conversation, right? Yeah. We haven't ventured off topic that much in a while. and I'm glad oh. to have done it. So thank you everybody for listening. We will be joined next week. I think we may, uh, we're going to work on a guest for next week. That might be pretty exciting. And definitely going to gear up for what we hope is another big run from uh, softball and lacrosse in the, uh, postseason we'll see if baseball has any magic left in the team this year but in any case and then we'll uh we'll get back into talking football pretty soon yeah right? so, can't wait
0: hopefully talking to yeah. jimmy's new uh new draft status or ideally oh yeah and praying we'll definitely talk about that for the new york series. giants yep.
1: so. <laughs> or the washington redskins <laughs> um oh. and rob we may be uh we may have a chance to do this face-to-face coming up pretty soon yeah so looking forward to it. I'm very hope, much hope. looking forward to seeing you yep Uh, Thanks, everybody. And, Rob, I will talk to you next week. Have a good one, everybody. Go Dukes. They dance through the day and into the night Through the snow that swept through the hole From winter to summer and winter
0: and for